0: Welcome to ASRM Today, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the current topics in reproductive medicine. I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and today on the program we have a special guest. Here today to talk about ASRM is ASRM's Executive Director, Dr. Jared Robbins. Dr. Robbins, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Jeff. Happy to be here.
0: Now, since this is your first time on the program, and this has kind of become a tradition with first-time guests, so I, I want to lead off with what I normally do and in, in ask: What led you to have a career in reproductive medicine? What was the what was the pull?
1: First of all, thanks for allowing me to be on the show. I'm excited to be here. Longtime listener, first-time guest, so that's always fun. I um, entering medical school, I was one of those people that didn't really know exactly what field that I wanted to be in. So definitely kept an open mind during my medical experience, during my medical school clerkships. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought I wanted to be a surgeon because I I like doing procedures. I'm creative. I'm I'm relatively good with my hands. And as many OBGYNs, actually thinking that they wanted to be surgeons, I scheduled my OBGYN rotation before my surgery rotation during my clerkship so that I would have that surgical experience and go into my clerkships you know, with much more expertise. And one of the things that really drew me to OBGYN was the fact that the surgery was just as complex as any of the surgery that I did during my surgical rotation, but the OBGYNs were, were nice and they developed relationships with their patients, which I thought was really, really powerful. The surgeons had much less of that relationship development. And the uh, and, and OBGYNs did, you know, complex surgeries, but were really close with their patients, with their patients' families, really had these strong bonds that were formed. And that really attracted me to OBGYN. So that that's what brought me to the, to that idea of doing OBGYN in women's health. As a resident now, I realized that uh, I love to teach and I love to be a researcher. I love to, um, to be innovative. And reproductive and chronology, you know, back in the nineties, early two thousands was really a, uh, was really innovative, but the, you know, I mean, it's still super innovative. I mean, reproductive endocrinologists are definitely um, early adopters and, you know, enthusiastic about innovation and, um, and there was just so much to learn still in the field as there still is. And, um, and so it just, the, the, the um, intellectual, um, innovation and the, the ability to, to really form, to, to have a, of the ability to develop the field was really exciting to me. And so it had the surgery, it had the relationship building, we were, it was a happy field. We were making, you know, we're making families and, um, and yet having the ability to do research and innovation. I, mean, I worked in a lab. Um, for the first 15 years of my career, and so um, in addition to seeing patients, you know, I, I tried to really be one of those triple threats of uh, educator, researcher, and clinician, and so I, it was really uh, an exciting time.
0: You must have been exhausted <laughs> a lot of
1: times. I still don't get a lot of sleep. Um, I think that uh, <laughs> um, insomnia has its has its benefits as well.
0: <laughs> yes, the uh, insomnia is the, uh, uh, the probably the mantra of the researcher <laughs> in so many ways. Uh, this is actually a first for our show. Also, is talking to to an executive director at ASRM. As we were in our staff meeting yesterday, you know, you were joking about that you made it past your six month trial period, and then the wonderful Luella Watkins said, "No, it's nine months." <laughs> uh, I just want. Uh, a membership might be a little bit curious about, you know, what are some of the duties exactly of of the executive director?
1: Yeah, so we have a, a modest staff in our two offices. That, you know, as as everyone knows, our headquarters is is in Washington D.C., and we have an administrative office down here in Alabama as well. And so, you know, helping to run the office is a big part of what, of what I do. And then it's really helping to um, to do, to develop planning. Create value, you know, sort of CEO type functions, right? I think that uh, we have an excellent chief group with our advocacy direct, you know, chief with Sean Tipton and an amazing education program that that Sheva, Dr. Sheva Shattan is running. And then we have our CFO and our our COO, and uh, and I think that you know, helping to just make sure just just people manage, I think, is a big part of, of what I do. But really, I think the biggest part of what I what I'm what I've been doing over the last six months is just really learning to figure out ways in which ASRM can create value for its members and um, and figure out how ASRM could evolve to make sure that we're meeting the needs of really a rapidly changing field. Um, we're a member-facing organization, Jeff, as you know, and um, and our membership has changed. I mean, when, when ASRM started... Um, it was a physician organization, and it was really a, a way. It was research oriented, and it was a physician organization. And it was, and it's changed a lot. You know, it was a small group. Now we've grown to you know eight thousand members, and um, a big international contingency. A hundred different countries are represented by membership in ASRM. You know, only about fifty percent of our members are physicians now, so that's been a, a big change from the origins of ASRM. Fifty um, percent of our of our members are non physicians. Many of them are most of them are healthcare providers, but they they vary from technicians and embryologists to uh, a large group of mental health providers, which is such a critical part of the, of our field. Um, genetic counselors is our is our newest professional group, and uh, and you know, there's such a huge genetic component of what we do. To have geneticists and genetic counselors as part of our group is is tremendous. Um, and then we have our managers, our nurses, our nurse practitioners. We have a, a, a large group of lawyers um, that are involved in our field. And so, you know, I think that the, since the membership is just rapidly changing, um, we need to make sure we're creating value for all those different types of members. And a big part of what I'm, what I do, is um, try to figure out ways in which to create that value. And um, and the way I'm doing that is, uh, at least initially, is to try to create opportunities for engagement for all of these different members in the society and um, and then meeting with them and saying, you know, what what can we do for you?
0: It's safe to say then that your background in teaching and wanting to be more patient oriented has actually helped here as you travel around the world and meet all of these people. And basically, you have to answer the question all the time, what is ASRM?
1: Right, right. And what is ASRM to you, really? Because the value that I get out of ASRM, I mean, I've been a member of ASRM since the mid-1990s. And, you know, the value that I get out of ASRM and the value that our genetic counselor members get may be very different. And so ASRM has to make sure that they create value for all of the different aspects of our membership and create opportunities for engagement because, you know, we want our members to, to feel a part of us. And, um, and we want to, and and so big focus of, you know, of my job, I think is figuring out how do we engage our members and then, you know, Sort of creating that thirty thousand foot vision that our incredible staff will then figure out how to operationalize.
0: My guest today is Dr. Jared Robbins, who is ASRM's executive director. We're just talking about all things ASRM, and I'm, I've appreciated his time, and I just have one more question for him today because we get this question every now and then, especially when we go to you know our annual. Conferences and you know we're all out there and uh, members are always interacting with us. Every now and then, you know, I, I especially because I work in the education department. I work in the education booths. You know, they'll ask me about what's coming. You know, what what's the big plan? Luckily for us, we do develop a strategic goal. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about uh, so that our, our membership base can understand it a little bit better. Is this like can you talk a little bit about our our current strategic goal and initiatives because they do change?
1: Yeah. So we have a lot of strategic goals. Um, uh, you know, I don't think there's one big master single plan. There's a lot of small plans that make up that that cohesive master plan. Um, the strategic goal was developed in 2019. Um, it's a five year plan. It's um, it's based on a number of pillars. Um, Increase membership is a big part of that pillar and, and a big focus again. Membership engagement, creating value, is a really big part of what our strategic plan is, and so we're looking at ways in which to create value. You know, in, in a couple of weeks, we're meeting to have a physician summit, for instance, and we're going to meet with um, with a variety of different types of practices and talk about ways in which we can help create value for those practices. How do we help that? How do we help practices collaborate better? What can ASRM do to you know improve the way in which we practice medicine, for instance? Um, We A big focus in our membership pillar is in growing our pipeline. And so we are looking at ways that the education department specifically um, can go and and speak to all levels of sort of of people that are are biology focused, whether those are uh, medical students thinking about a career in women's health, um, whether those are college students that have a biology sort of focus that might want to be embryologists or genetic counselors or you know, somehow, you know, those STEM students, not even biologies necessarily, but those STEM students that have a science focus, and there's so many different opportunities within the field of reproductive medicine that we can engage them. And even going back to the high school and middle school level, just think about ways in which we can create programming that would help develop a focus in, in reproductive medicine. That's just some of the areas that we're doing um, in, in terms of um, in that membership pillar. Obviously, we have a big research focus. And we've created our research institute, also back in 2019, that is looking to fill space that like we there's, there's research areas that are not funded by traditional funding mechanisms, particularly government funding mechanisms in our field. And so we've created the research institute to fill those gaps in, in research funding ideas. Um, this year we're giving out um, over a million dollars in funding. And in um, research grants, And I think that's fantastic. And, um, and so continuing to focus on the Research Institute, of course, the Research Institute needs to be endowed and thinking about ways in which we can raise funding for the Research Institute is a big part of what the future holds for ASRM. I, I would love to be able to give out, you know, a million, two million dollars every year. Um, and that would be, you know, our goal this year. To for those for that million dollars, we got so many applicants, so many amazing applicants that we would have loved to have given out grants to every one of them because they were all worthy. It was really hard to choose the applicants um, to fund this year. The next thing that uh, has really been a big focus, obviously, this year advocacy has been a really big focus. Our advocacy group principally has been focused on improving access to reproductive medicine. As we know, the majority of states don't have uh, mandated funding, uh, mandated um, coverage for fertility in their health insurance uh, mandates, and um, and our advocacy group has worked very hard with with a number of patient advocacy groups as well, including Resolve and other institutes, to um, to really um, improve access to care, and that's been a really big focus up until a couple of weeks ago, when the Supreme Court decision in um, Dobbs changed um, our our focus a little bit um, because of the fact that now without national protection for abortion services, there is some risk to fertility service as well. And so we have, our advocacy group has been very focused also on just making sure we can protect our members um, in their, you know, in their livelihood. And keep in mind that you know, and we're reproductive medicine, so it's not just about IVF. You know, our advocacy group is making sure that we, you know, protect the lives of women. You know, um, some of this, we, we have to make sure that we can do IVF, but we also have to make to make sure we can take care of women that have atopic pregnancies and recurrent miscarriage and you know, all of the different aspects of women's health that um, that some of these the, some of these bills that we've that we're seeing come out from the states um, risk. Um, and and you know and so we're very focused on advocacy uh' we're, we're helping to coordinate a number of women's health groups to ensure that that women have ability to receive health care you know an abortion is health care so yeah i think that um we're busy at asrm right we're busy um making sure that we can um stand up for our members and create value for our members and um and uh, and protect you know reproductive health oh and i should say also in that advocacy realm is that we just um, started this um, this year we're really pushing for the formation of the center for policy and leadership um, the center for policy and leadership for those that attend our annual meeting and hopefully every listener is going to attend the annual meeting the center for policy and leadership this year is going to be a big focus of our annual meeting our president's gala on sunday night is going to be raising funds for the cpl um, and what the cpl is is this non-partisan Think tank that's just really going to be creating knowledge, um, creating disseminating knowledge about any reproductive health-related topic. It's not going to be a huge focus on on uh, on abortion necess- politics necessarily, but um, you know, right now we've put out a um, our most recent publication from the CPL was an analysis of the trigger laws and how those trigger those thirteen states that had trigger laws how those trigger laws can affect. The practice of for, of reproductive medicine, and so we're we're looking to again, it's not it's not opinion generating, it's knowledge generating, it's it's um, again that so really trying to be nonpartisan in the way in which that is developed
0: and the CPL is also uh, we're getting ready to have a policy matters episode uh, specifically on the trigger laws. So uh, listeners can look forward to that. In speaking of Anaheim, for listeners just go to our website www.asrm.org for all of your informational needs on uh, on how how to get there, how to register and uh, uh, all the goings on. Uh, that we will that we will have Dr. Robbins' Thank you so much for being taken. I know you're super busy. You're always traveling. It's always nice to get a few minutes with you. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I'd love to come back anytime to you know talk about any specific you know when, as we roll out more specific initiatives. Hopefully, you'll have um, Dr. Shannon on the on the on the show at some point to talk about some of the innovations with the.
0: Yeah, she keeps ducking me. See I got I got to get her. That's a, that's a, that's, a, that's
1: a, really fun exciting things that are going to be new at the meeting this year. Yes, yes. Make sure that people know about that.
0: Absolutely, I agree. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. my goodness if if we're missing something I don't know why. Uh, you can go to our you can go to our home site our, our home webpage and a uh, uh, click on it there if, you, if that's easier for you to do to subscribe. If you have questions about this show or any of our shows, please email us ASRM at asrm.org. I'm Jeffrey Hayes and this is ASRM Today. This concludes this episode of ASRM Today. For show notes, author information, and discussions, go to asrmtoday.org. This material is copyrighted by the American Society for Reproductive Medicine and may not be reproduced or used without express consent from ASRM. ASRM Today series podcasts are supported in part by the ASRM Corporate Member Council. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ASRM and its affiliates. These are provided as a source of general information and are not a substitute for consultation with a physician.